Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. This time on the show, we talk to men who stay home and women who are the main breadwinners. I think it's a lot of it is relief for me, thinking uh, that I can really just pay attention to, you know, seeing patients and taking care of patients the best that I can do without having to necessarily worry about getting out and picking them up from daycare. And just like women, male caregivers get a lot of unsolicited advice. I actually had someone say this is career suicide. I'll never forget that phrase. Coming up, reversing traditional roles and what that means for everyone. If you've been listening for a while, you may remember a podcast I released last year called Stop Fixing Women, Start Fixing Companies. My guest was Aviva Wittenberg-Cox. One of the points she made was that women as a group won't progress at work until more men are able to focus on their role as parents. It's often managers who talk about women and children, mothers and children. They have to start talking about parents and children. And they really have to let fathers be fathers if they ever want to get women to be leaders. In other words, until we recognise that not all men want the corner office and lots of men would love to spend more time at home, women don't have a chance of true equality in the workplace. A few months after that interview, I got an email from a listener called Catherine Clifton. She said, I couldn't have the career I'm having if it weren't for my husband staying at home with our daughter. Catherine and her husband are my first guests on today's show. They spoke to me on Skype from their current home in the Middle East. One of the reasons that I reached out to you is because I think Daph's been a really great stay-at-home dad. And it's so interesting to see other people's reactions to us. And I've had to learn how to handle that. I think I let it affect me at first. And then I learned to say, you know... Maybe, maybe women is getting some of the negative feedback as well, which is unfortunate because it's a, it's a tough job and it's a job. It's a, you know, it's a full-time job. Catherine is originally from Texas. She's an agricultural researcher and her job's taken her family to the Philippines, then back to Texas, and now they're living in Jordan. Her husband, Alfredo, is from Mexico City. They met when she was based down there for a while. He's a graphic designer by trade, but when the couple moved to America, he found he couldn't get that kind of work in the U.S. When their daughter, Elisa, was born a few years ago, it made sense he'd be the one to stay home. Oh, and Alfredo has two names, and the one you'll hear Catherine use is Daph or Daphne. I know, but around the time he was born, his mum was studying Greek. She loved the name Daphne, so in it went as his middle name, and it stuck. Catherine says his role as the stay-at-home parent is often met with bemusement or just misunderstood. I thought it was interesting when I would talk to people and say, oh, you know, well, so your husband doesn't want to work or he, he doesn't work. And then immediately following the question is, does he cook? 
You know, you get kind of these kinds of things that I always wonder if it was the other way around, would you be having these questions or, you know, I'll be in a situation. I think once I told some male colleagues, friends that, that my husband was decided to stay home with Lisa. Oh, I'd love that. Go to the park and hit back some brewskis with my buds. I thought, I don't think he's been a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> You're not doing any of those things. The park, yes, but you know, it's like, you like, give me another cup of coffee. <laughs> so how does Alfredo slash Daphne feel about other people's attitudes? I'm a very outgoing person, and I don't get offended by comments. Easily, I don't care. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he cares less than I do. I yes. think. <laughs> uh, so in a certain way, sometimes I enjoy like being in the Philippines. For me, was in a, I'm in a movie on the streets. Uh, well, especially in in malls, uh, stores, they look at me weird. Why? Because our daughter uh, looks. Is what she's very white, <laughs> and she was born with red hair and blue eyes, and then it changed <laughs> to brown when she was two. So, so there's kind of contrast there. <laughs> yeah. Especially women, some made comments with, of me when I was with Elise. Well, Elise on the streets, shopping, everything. Oh, you know, we can take care of her. Uh, Don't yeah. worry, things like that. We want the things for you. And I said, Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. Really, yeah. really, you don't need help. I said, no, 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 no. So he had a lot of concerned ladies in the Philippines wanting to help him out, incredulous that he could actually take care of a baby by himself. Catherine says she was sometimes asked, is your mother coming over to look after the baby? Or why don't you send the baby back to the US so your mum can look after her? She had to explain, well, no, I want her with me and my husband can do this. She says hearing these questions, though, it was good practice. And she learned to say, this is what works for us and not to care so much about what other people thought. As for Alfredo, he says at the beginning, being the main caregiver was a tough adjustment, in part because he missed his career. Yeah, I was frustrated in the sense of uh, I invest many, many years doing a graphic designer. So the first time I was like, ah, like a hit on the head, like, I don't want to do this. And also, an example is this thing. I never learned how to cook until that happened. So everything was like, I just feel like heavy weight, like how can I manage this? He says street food in Mexico is so good, most guys don't learn how to cook. But nowadays he's quite keen, better than her, Catherine says. And he adjusted well to fatherhood, even as he began to develop a different career path. After the family came home from the Philippines, Catherine got an opportunity to go on a fellowship at the UN in Rome for a few months. She took it and she went alone. That was the, probably the hardest thing I've done. It was just, he was going to come with me and then it didn't, you know, he was teaching in Texas and so it just didn't work out. And it was, when you move a kid, you realize that moving, taking a kid out of a school and a house and everything that's familiar and we have family there, just to be with me on the other side of the world for three months, you really think hard. <laughs> you know, is it, is it really worth it? Um, it was difficult, but that was another interesting thing that I would get as well from people like well, why did you come and you know why did you leave your family you know and it's funny you know guys do this stuff all the time and they don't get why did you leave your family or why did you even take the position <laughs> from other I'm getting it from women mind you so, 
So, which is the funny thing. And, and also yeah. this thing changed, mm-hmm. changed my perspective mm-hmm. because I entered to do primary school. Yeah, he was teaching primary but school. But what um, inspired me was exactly what I was doing with Elisa. Ah, so being with your daughter so much and seeing her develop, that made you want to be a primary school teacher? Yes. Catherine, what was it like for you being away for a whole three months in Italy, away from your husband and your daughter? Not something I want to do again, that's for sure. I mean, that was really tough um, for me. But I think the thing that was motivating me was that I, I wanted to further my career. It was a big opportunity, and I didn't want to live with regrets. And I and I didn't I didn't want to pass it up. And so I guess the way I looked at it was, she's really young. She probably won't remember this. Elisa did fairly well. They had a video chat every day. Alfredo told Catherine sometimes their daughter would get sad, but he'd take her out and distract her. And just the year before, Catherine had stayed at home alone with Elisa for three months while Alfredo was in Mexico with his dad. He was dying of cancer. So she knew her daughter could be with one parent for an extended period and be okay. She'd prefer not to repeat the experience, but... I know that it's not the end of the world, you know, my family's not going to implode if I step away for, for a month or two. They're enjoying their time together in Jordan, but because a man in a caregiving role is so unusual there, they're finding a bit of prejudice lurks in unexpected places. Adaf was looking at being an elementary school teacher here, but he didn't get his residency visa before the start of the school year, so he couldn't do it. But he has many schools that were interested, but finally somebody told him the truth about elementary school and said, most schools aren't going to hire a male elementary school teacher. And I thought, you know, as a woman working in agriculture, I just hadn't even thought of it the other way around. Because, mm. you know, we always think about kind of improving the place of women in the workplace. But I think the theme that was coming up to me was I think that there's some improvements that us women and men can do to help improve the place of men in female-dominated environments. Alfredo himself is going with the flow. He's happy he took the plunge into full-time caregiving, and he says more Latin American men should try it. It's changed his life. I love it in the sense it's like learning something new that helps you to understand so many things. He's looking forward to taking up his newfound teaching career again when they return to the U.S. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Christopher Pursley would probably agree with Catherine and Alfredo about improving the place of men in more female settings. He's been in education in New York City for a long time, as a teacher and an administrator. He's married to a microbiologist who left the lab to go and work at a pharmaceutical company. They have a little girl who's almost four. A few years ago, Christopher had just got his master's degree, and he'd gone back to his school when he realised he didn't want to be there anymore. And he wasn't even excited about the next job he might land. 
What he was excited about was the idea of staying at home. I wanted that time with my daughter. Um, and so, thankfully, we had we made some plans financially. We, we really crunched the, the numbers. It made a lot of sense for me to stay home. It made a lot of sense for her de- developmentally so that we could have some consistency in terms of what was most important to us. And it was something I, I felt I needed to do, especially having grown up without my father around. I, I wanted to have that connection and develop a, a really rich relationship with my daughter. Christopher's dad left when he was young and he was raised by a bunch of strong women. His mother, his grandmother, his aunt was often around too. He credits them with bringing him up to be the person he is today. I told him about this idea that's come up in past interviews, including one I did recently on women in their 20s, that men actually have fewer choices than women today. That women are told you can do anything, you can go out to work, you can stay at home, you can take a career break and stay at home and go back to work. Whereas men still get one message from society, go out and earn money. It's not for you to take career breaks. There's no room for you to be less than ambitious. So I was curious about the reaction to his and his wife's decision. It's very interesting. When I decided and made public the choice to stay home, and you know, I put an emphasis on, on the word choice, it was our choice, I had people who tried to talk me out of it because they thought it would be a career ender for me. And I actually had someone say this is career suicide. I'll never forget that that phrase. And I thought that what was more important to me at that time and to our family was for me to be home and and provide that sort of care for our daughter. What was more important than anything else was her well-being, her path, and for me to to pause my path just seemed like the right thing and the obvious thing and and I certainly don't regret that, but I went to this this program. I was in this program that was all about trying to develop people to become heads of school, and what do I do months afterward? <laughs> I decide to stay home, so I think a lot of people were taken aback by that and, and thought that this was certainly not the right thing. He's forged a new career as a writer on fatherhood, and he still does education consulting. He's open about the fact this makes the most sense because his wife's earning power is far greater than his. And she's done well since he opted to stay home. She's had two promotions. It's been important for me to support my wife in in, in her career. She, especially after she made a transition and left the lab and went more corporate, that was a really challenging decision for her. Um, She can't go back. That's just kind of how science works, unfortunately. She needed some support and some guidance. And and for me, it's been important to have a role in in that. And she's thriving. She's doing well there. People respect her. And there's still room for her to grow. So it just makes sense for her to continue that path. And, And, you know, especially since I hit a wall and I... I needed to do something different. I I needed something um, different for my personal growth and for my mental health. 
And my wife also supported that. I mean, I think that's the other thing. She, I need support in what I'm doing and, and being home. And, and she does. She supports that. She gives me some time if I need it. Time to decompress. Time to talk about his day with their kid. But it's interesting when, when you mention the idea of not being as ambitious. And I think that it's not encouraged to kind of be someone who might want to be an assistant head of school or assistant principal and not the head of school or um, some level of, of administrator. People view that as being somewhat odd and, and not the right way to, to go about your career. When I went through the interview process, people were asking, so what's your five-year plan? And I kind of realized I don't know exactly what I want to do other than this job that I'm interviewing for. And, and I felt as if that wasn't enough for people like to say I want to be doing this job and doing it exceptionally well. I hate that five-year question. And looking toward the future now, like a lot of women who leave work to take care of children, Christopher has ended up loving his at-home job. He's not ready to go back to the world of education yet. He says he and his wife will keep talking about their future roles and the family budget. So at this point, I have a question for you. As an independent podcaster, I have to keep working on building my audience. So many of you have told your friends about the show, and I'm really grateful. And I'm delighted by the progress the podcast made last year. But I want to keep expanding. Maybe some of you have ideas about how to get this show to many more people's ears. If that's you and you'd like to help, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at ashley at thebroadexperience.com. Thank you. Now, I'll just say this final interview was with two people, but you'll be hearing from four people. Jen Vasquez-Brien and her husband, Eric Bryan, recently moved from the Pacific Northwest, a town called Wenatchee in Washington State, to Goshen, New York. It's about 60 miles north of New York City. Jen is a doctor, and they move for her job. Eric is an industrial designer. He's worked on the Boeing Dreamliner, as well as plenty of other projects. So... How did you come to be the person who stayed home with your children? Well, uh, Jen, with all those years of education, she definitely wanted to be a doctor, right? All that working out. And so I can do what I do from home. I, when the kids are napping, I can sit in front of the computer and get lost in my work and do it on the computer and do it remotely. And so it works out well there. And also, I've already had my career in the 10 years that I've been doing stuff. I've already had huge, huge accomplishments um, that a lot of people don't have in their whole working career. So I was like, sort of, I've scratched that itch. I've always, before I met Jen, wanted to have kids and did a lot of volunteering with kids and so on and so forth. So yeah, to take some time off to, to start a family is huge. And um, I can go back to designing stuff in a few years. It'll work out. But that return to full-time work could take longer than he originally expected. They already had a little boy, Owen. He's now two and a half. And then Jen got pregnant again with twins. Oh, the twin thing was, yeah, that was the one true surprise in my life was when I learned it was twins. Yeah, that's humongous. 
gosh, my my career of being a designer means I have to be hugely adaptive and be sort of the hub to the wheel. And so having a family of three with twins is sort of the same way. I just had to adapt. Um, and considering that what we've gone through in the last nine months from moving across the country, Jen switching jobs and us having twins has been monumental. So it's got to get easier from there. <laughs> um, tell me, hang on, your little boy is Owen. What about the twins? Uh, so we have Emmett and Alton. They're identical boys. Okay. Yeah, just turned six months on wow. Monday. Eric says when he told his former boss what he was about to do, the guy was envious. And according to various surveys in different countries, an increasing number of men would like to take on this role if they could. I think any dude would love to stay at home with their kids and not have to work. But... Th- but their sense of purpose and those role reversals are a little bit intimidating. I've met other stay-at-home dads that were sort of forced into it, and they didn't choose it like I did. And they had to learn how to cook and stuff, and they never even cooked before. As we've heard. But what about Jen? I wanted to know what this arrangement has been like for her. What has it meant for you and your career that you've been able to have this situation at home with your husband being the one to stay home? I think it's a lot of it is relief for me thinking uh, that I can really just pay attention to uh, my work at, you know, seeing patients and taking care of patients the best that I can do um, without having to necessarily worry about getting out and getting, get, picking them up from daycare, knowing that they're being taken care of by someone um, that shares the same values as me and that it's, it's quality care. Um, for every family, it's different, and I think that, you know, daycare works for some people, and it was just not something that we really wanted to do. We really wanted to be able to be part of our kids' lives the majority of the time, especially in the beginning. It's hard because sometimes I feel a little guilty that I'm not around as much, but I think that I've we found the good balance where I could go to work, and then I come home, and I still take a lot of those responsibilities. We're still exclusively breastfeeding. We're still doing... So for me, what the biggest thing for me that helps me is really the fact that he takes care of all the other little things. So I don't have to come home and worry about doing laundry and cooking and cleaning because he's done all of that so that when I come home, I can spend the time with the kids like I need to. Do you, I mean, do you love your job or how how do you feel about your job? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I love medicine. So all of my life, it's all I had ever wanted to do. From the time I was four years old, I decided I'm going to be a doctor and that's all I've ever worked towards. So it was medical school, you know, it was undergrad, medical school, uh, residency. I managed to get a master's in public health in between all of that. Uh, And it really, it was, that was what my life was dedicated to. And then on the side of the, on, on the other side, I also wanted to have a family, but it had, it was always it seemed like medicine first and family would happen somewhere in there. So absolutely, I love my I love what I do. Do I love my job every single day? Um, I think with just the nature of medicine and the difficulty with um, the stresses and patient volumes and all those things, I have my bad days, and I and there have actually been times where I've thought that maybe medicine was 
wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. Um, it's kind of sad to say, but every day I do come back to it and say, no, this is the right thing for me. She's joined a new practice and she wants to become a leader in that practice. The two of them are happy with their situation, but when they told their families what they were planning to do, the reaction was mixed. His family was overall supportive. My mom was supportive. She loved the fact that Eric would be willing to to stay at home and and do that. Um, The primary caretaker sort of, I I hate to say that because it makes me feel like I'm not part of it or something. (laughs) But uh, my dad was the one who who didn't really, he didn't agree. I think he, he saw Eric as kind of a lazy bum taking advantage of me working hard and him just staying at home and laying on the couch or something. She thinks her dad's changed his mind during the past six months in particular, but she says he'd never come out and say it. And talking of perceptions, I wanted to ask them about some research you may have heard about. It's not specifically about stay-at-home dads, it's about couples. It found that in couples where the woman earns more money, the relationship can suffer. They both have the same answer, but here's Jen voicing it. For us, it hasn't been a problem because we had discussed all of this ahead of time. You know, it was never a situation where we, you know, all of a sudden, you know, an unexpected pregnancy and then we were forced to do something that we hadn't really maybe planned. Um, we have a, a good uh, friend. We have some good friends uh, back in Wenatchee where it was that kind of situation. She's the doctor. Um, She was making more money. She found out she was pregnant. It made sense for him to then stay home. But you could tell that he wasn't ever fully satisfied because it wasn't what he had ever really planned on doing. He, it's not that he doesn't enjoy being with his son or contributing to the family in that way, but you could always get the sense that it was just not exactly what he had envisioned for his life. And I think that plays a huge role in satisfaction, right? In, in life's, you know, if, if that's what you've envisioned as your role and you are fully satisfied with that, then the relationship is going to be good. And she says there's that other influence on heterosexual relationships, tradition. The womanly roles, the manly roles, the masculine, the feminine, you know, those kinds of things. And, and I think that that's still something that is in our culture that is still very present. And as much as we want it to go away, it's hard. Dr. Jen Vasquez-Brien. Thanks to her, her husband Eric, and my other three guests on this show. I have photos of all of them and their kids under this episode at thebroadexperience.com. I'd love to hear from you. You can always post a comment under this episode or on the show's Facebook page, or you can email me at ashley at thebroadexperience.com. Thanks to MailChimp for supporting the show. Sign up for my newsletter on the homepage at thebroadexperience.com. I created it using MailChimp. And thank you again to April Leslie for her help. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started.